Welcome to another episode of the Physique Formation Podcast with your host, Denver Stain. Today, I want to talk about micronutrients. We often speak about macros, protein, carbohydrates, and fats when it comes to flexible dieting and managing our diets towards specific outcomes. And micronutrients don't get enough love. They don't get spoken about often enough. And I think people get so excited about eating fun and delicious foods and focusing on calories and protein as a main determining factor of fat loss or weight loss. And they tend to forget about micronutrients and the various benefits of these things. And vitamins and minerals are what make up micronutrients. So we've got macronutrients, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And then we've got micronutrients, which is your vitamins and minerals. So to keep things nice and simple, as I love to do, I think I'll start off by listing some basic functions of vitamins and minerals and how they assist with, you know, our body and our overall health. So first of all, the first thing that comes to mind is energy production. So vitamins help to convert the food we eat into energy that the body can actually use. So if you have a diet that is high in calories, but low in vitamins and minerals, you may actually have issues with your overall general energy levels. You might have some highs and lows and you won't function as optimally as you would like to. So that's definitely a big one when it comes to vitamin and mineral consumption. Another thing to consider is that some vitamins act as antioxidants, uh, which actually help to protect the cells from damage, which is quite important. Uh, Certain vitamins help to support proper functioning of the nervous system as well. And there are vitamins that play a role in supporting a healthy immune system and defending against illness, which is obviously quite important to all of us because When you're sick, you're not going to the gym, you're not making gains, you're not doing the things that you love. And this is why it's so important to ensure that we do have a high quality diet to assist with these things. And just to add a few more to the list, I think about bone health, I think about eye health, so your vision, and also collagen production as well. So there's quite a few different things that vitamins and minerals play a role in. And it's pretty clear that they are quite important and should be included in our diet. So what exactly are vitamins and minerals if i was to give you you know a list i guess the list would be pretty long but essentially we've got water soluble vitamins and fat soluble vitamins basically just meaning that some vitamins will dissolve and absorb with water and then some rely on fats for digestion and you know the uptake into our body and then utilization so i want to run through actually the different vitamins and what their functions are, and then also some food sources as examples that you can utilize. So hopefully this podcast doesn't go for too long because I like to keep them nice and short, but I think this will be a great episode to come back to and also give you some insight as well, just in general, so you can be like, okay, cool, I'm eating these foods for these goals, basically, which is something I love my clients to do, basically. Like, if you're going to eat sweet potato, just know that, hey, this this is really good because it's got vitamin A in addition to the fiber and the carbohydrates that it provides. So the first one I'll talk about is vitamin A, I guess. So vitamin A, basically the function of vitamin A is to support your vision, uh, growth, your immune function. And um, the food sources that would come into play here would be one would be sweet potato, as I mentioned, uh, carrots as well, spinach, uh, kale, liver, and also eggs. So it's funny, like the orange, the orange vegetables tend to have uh, the most vitamin A. However, I will say, in excessive consumption of 
these foods could be toxic. Just to be clear, you can get toxicity from many different things. Pretty much anything. Too much of anything can can be harmful. I mean, too much water can kill you. To be honest, but there is um, there is a condition where if you have if you consume too many carrots or too much sweet potato, uh, then your hands can actually appear to be orange. Your skin can appear to be orange, and that's just an excessive amount of vitamin A consumption. Uh, just so you know, like I said, it's good to have, but within a reasonable amount and we might talk about amounts and stuff but i maybe another podcast episode because i just want to keep it nice and simple right now give you guys some insight and some education so that's vitamin a vitamin b so there's vitamin a but then there's something that we call b vitamins and we say b vitamins because there's actually a range of b vitamins you've got vitamin b1 b2 b3 b5 b6 b7 um, there's vitamin B9, there's vitamin B12, which is quite a common one. So they make up the B vitamin group. And to start from the top, vitamin B1, uh, basically the function there is to aid in energy metabolism and proper functioning of the nervous system. And the B vitamin group are the core essential vitamin group that facilitate the production of energy like I spoke about before. So that's key for energy production. So you'll find that most of the B vitamins, if not all, play a role in the metabolism of energy um, or the production of energy. So B vitamin one, um, that's the function and the food sources for B vitamins in general uh, or vitamin B1 would be whole grains, legumes, nuts, pork, and sunflower seeds. Vitamin B2 helps convert food into energy, supports growth and red blood cell production. And the food sources for that would be dairy products, uh, lean meats, almonds, mushrooms, and spinach. Vitamin B3 is essential for energy metabolism, DNA repair, and cell signaling. And food sources that provide B or B3 would be meat, fish, poultry, so like chicken, legumes, whole grains, and mushrooms again. So there's a bit of a, an overlap here between um, foods. What you'll see is that foods tend to have all of the B vitamins, if not most, if not all. Um, so by just consuming one food, for example, poultry, like chicken, for example, you're you're getting you know a vast majority, if not all, of the B vitamin group, which is great. Moving on, we got vitamin B five, which plays again a role in energy production, hormone synthesis, and nerve function. And foods that provide B5 would be avocado, chicken, beef, whole grains, broccoli as well. And then moving on to vitamin B6 is involved in brain development, uh, neurotransmitter synthesis, and red blood cell production again, much like vitamin B2. And food sources that would provide B6 would be chickpeas, salmon, poultry, bananas, and potato. Vitamin B7 supports metabolism, cell growth, and the health of hair, skin, and nails. So if that's important to you, make sure we're getting in the following foods to assist with that, which would be egg yolks, organ meats, nuts, seeds, and sweet potatoes. Vitamin B9 would be essential for DNA synthesis, um, cell division, and fetal development as well during pregnancy. And foods around that would be leafy green vegetables, legumes, citrus fruits as well, and fortified grains. Now, vitamin B12, which is the main B vitamin that vegans and vegetarians tend to lack um, and is required for red blood cell formation, nerve function, and DNA synthesis, 
would come from, if you cannot guess already, obviously animal proteins. So like meat, poultry, fish, dairy products, and also fortified cereals as well. A lot of cereals will have B12 added to it, which is perfect for those of you who do not consume meat. So that's your B vitamin group. And then we go into vitamin C, uh, which supports your immune function, some collagen synthesis, and also acts as an antioxidant as well. Hell no. Please do not try to call me during a podcast episode. I'm just going to leave that going. And we will continue. Um, yeah, so vitamin C helps with your immune system. Everybody knows if you're sick. It's, it's quite common to say, hey, you know, you need some vitamin C. And uh, the food sources that provide that would be citrus fruits, berries, kiwi, uh, ca- like bell peppers as well, and broccoli also. Moving on to vitamin D, the function of vitamin D, one of them is that it actually promotes calcium absorption. So if you have vitamin D alongside calcium, then you'll actually uptake that calcium to a higher level uh, or uh, you know a higher amount. You'll absorb that calcium better, essentially. Uh, vitamin D will also support bone health and it plays a role in the immune function. So it's quite often, it's quite common, I should say, that vitamin C and vitamin D are utilized to assist in avoiding getting sick, essentially. And some common food sources for vitamin D would include fatty fish, so like salmon, for example, some fortified dairy products, and also egg yolks. Moving on to vitamin E, which acts as an antioxidant and protects cell membranes and also supports immune function. Uh, Some foods that would provide that would be nuts, seeds, vegetable oils, spinach, and broccoli. Vitamin K is essential for blood clotting, bone health, and helps to regulate calcium levels as well. And you'll find vitamin K in leafy green vegetables, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, vegetable oils, things like that. Moving on, so that is basically your vitamins. Moving on to some minerals. Should we go into minerals? I guess we're going to minerals. Just so you know, there's calcium, iron, there's magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, sodium, chloride, um, zinc, copper, manganese, selenium, iodine, chromium, fluoride even. And, uh, you know, there's others as well. Like there's, there's a longer list, but some of which are not very common and kind of unnecessary to discuss. But if we talk about the, the basic functions of the key minerals, calcium, for example, uh, supports bone health, nerve function and muscle contractions. And some food sources that provide calcium would include obviously dairy products and milk, cheese, yogurt, leafy green vegetables like kale, broccoli and spinach and also fortified plant-based milk and sardines, believe it or not. Moving on, we've got iron and the benefits is basically iron is essential for oxygen transport. That's its main role, along with energy production and immune function. And we can get iron from red meat, poultry, fish, legumes like lentils and beans, some fortified cereals as well, and spinach. Magnesium will support your muscle and nerve function, energy production and bone health. And you know, sometimes people have like little twitches and things like that or cramps or whatever. And magnesium is often uh, the key role or key player there to help to balance things out. And some food sources for magnesium would include nuts like almonds and cashews, uh, seeds like pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds, legumes as well, whole grains, leafy green vegetables also. Moving on, we've got phosphorus and the benefits 
is basically phosphorus is required for bone health, energy production, and DNA synthesis. And food sources that provide phosphorus would be dairy products, meat, poultry, fish, nuts, legumes, and whole grains. Again, very much the same. Moving on, we've got potassium, and potassium supports proper fluid balance, nerve function, muscle contraction, and blood pressure regulation. Uh, food sources that provide potassium, quite common, would be bananas, obviously, oranges, leafy green vegetables, potatoes, avocados, beans, yogurt, and my favorite, coconut water. If you didn't know, now you know. Uh, moving on, we've got sodium, which plays a role in fluid balance as well nerve function and muscle contraction there's something called the sodium and potassium pump they kind of work together which is a whole nother topic but can't have one without the other essentially and sodium comes basically from table salt processed foods canned foods like canned tuna canned soup pickles cheese uh, bread as well sodium actually in the diet is very it's very 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 easy to get a high sodium intake in your diet especially if you're eating processed foods, which a large majority of people do, eating out, it, you know, it tends to make your taste, tends to make your food taste good. And a lot of people will consume far more sodium than is necessary and insufficient amounts of potassium, sometimes leading to things like fluid retention, edema, um, and high blood pressure as well. Anyways, another topic for another day. Chloride, let's talk about chloride. So chloride works with sodium to maintain proper fluid balance and plays a role in digestion. Uh, sodium, like when you think about sodium chloride, it's essentially that is to the two minerals put together. Um, so table salt is sodium chloride, just to be clear. So when you eat salt, you're not just eating sodium, you're eating sodium and chloride together. Um, seaweed has chloride as well, olives, tomatoes, and lettuce. Zinc. Zinc, zinc, zinc. Zinc supports immune function, wound healing, DNA synthesis, and cell division. Can also help to improve your natural testosterone levels, potentially, potentially. Uh, and the food sources that help or that provide zinc would be oysters, uh, beef, poultry, pumpkin seeds, chickpeas, lentils, and cashews. You can also get supplementation, obviously. Uh, moving on, we've got copper, which is important for iron metabolism, collagen synthesis, and antioxidant defense. Uh, some food sources would be organ meats like liver and kidney, shellfish, nuts, seeds, whole grains, and legumes. Manganese plays a role in bone health, metabolism, and antioxidant activity. Again, whole grains, nuts, seeds, legumes, tea even, and leafy greens vegetables will provide some manganese. Moving on, we've got selenium, which acts as an antioxidant, supports thyroid function, and may have a protective effect against certain cancers as well. And some food sources that would provide selenium would be Brazil nuts, that's a big one, uh, seafood like tuna, shrimp, sardines, prawns, uh, poultry, eggs, and whole grains. Iodine. Iodine is essential for thyroid hormone production, which regulates metabolism and growth. And there is actually a salt you can get, which is iodized salt. And you can find that at any grocery store, basically, which just means that iodine has been added to um, the salt to you know, fortify it and provide it to you. So that's a great, easy way to get iodine in your, in your diet or in your system, along with seafood, seaweed, dairy products, and also eggs. And I feel like that's a pretty long, exhaustive list of different vitamins and minerals and their benefits and also the food sources I guess I'll add in chromium as well, which enhances insulin action, 
uh, supports glucose metabolism and could help to regulate blood sugar levels as well. And you can get chromium from broccoli, whole grains, lean meats, nuts, spices as well, like cinnamon, for example. And that gives you a pretty thorough list of vitamins and minerals and their functions and their roles and you know the foods that provide these different nutrients. And as you can tell, the large majority of foods that I mentioned, except for foods that provide sodium, are unprocessed whole foods, right? So lean meats, legumes, grains, vegetables, fruits even, they will provide all the nutrients that we need, which is why we typically aim to have an 80-20 approach to nutrition where 80% of our food are whole foods that contain these vitamins and minerals and maybe around 20% of the foods that we consume we kind of don't care if there are vitamins and minerals you know within those meals and that's how we have a a healthy approach but also a fun um, and somewhat relaxed approach to nutrition as well and you know I, I touched on the the key aspects of vitamins and to add that to add to that with minerals I would say that the main things around minerals even though I went through the list it really just comes down to like nerve function muscle contractions fluid balance as well uh, oxygen transport and also the metabolism and energy production along with immune system function as well right because zinc and selenium and iron are all essential for proper immune system function so that is a wrap on this podcast episode. I hope that gave you some insight as to why we care about eating fruits and vegetables, why we tend to have a daily fiber target, which ensures that we do consume enough of the right foods to consider vitamins and minerals without really thinking too much about them. And maybe you might want to start to implement some of the foods that I've mentioned today in your diet uh, on a more regular basis to get the most out of it and potentially improve your overall health uh, and areas that may be of concern to you. So that's it for me today. If you have any questions, you can find me on Instagram at Coach Denver Stain. You can also visit my website, www.physiqueformation.com.au or denverstain.com. And I will speak to you guys soon.